When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in today's episode, we're talking risk management and money management. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you four rules that you should consider whenever working on your money management slash risk management tactics. Now, today's episode comes from one of our private Q&A sessions. We do it each and every Monday morning where we sit in for about an hour, hour and a half, kind of doing training lessons, building out strategies and discussing the topics that our traders want to hear. If you'd like to join that, it's part of your membership over at Tier 1 Trading. Just head over to www.tier1trading.com and check it out. Yeah, I want to start off with a question I got. It was a question I responded to over the weekend and or last week and it kind of stayed in my mind and you know my mind goes weird places i was on the road a lot this week so i had a lot of time to think and i wanted to bring up some alternative ideas instead of just me being typical stubborn akil and being like hey you know this is what i think is the best way to do it and blah 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 blah, blah. and the email says this says hey akil playing with some different ideas on my account, trying to implement some of the strategies that I've learned in the mastery course. Nothing serious, but immersing myself in pattern recognition, identifying structure, so it can become second nature and help my development. My question has to do with profit targets. I'm familiar with the phrase, pips get fat, or sorry, pips, uh, trader brain, right? Pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> Pips getting fat, y'all, right? Uh, pigs get fat, but and hogs get slaughtered. I don't want to be a hog, but I'm curious about adjusting my profit-taking goal. During the FTB model uh, module, Jason spoke out about adjusting the stop loss after four candles and further adjusting the stop loss as price moves in the direction we are targeting. Eventually, we would be stopped out for a profit. For swing trading efforts, couldn't we utilize this practice in order to capture greater profits instead of just targeting a static ratio? Loving the program so far, kills the best, blah, 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 hair is amazing, yada, 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 right? The normal stuff at the end. And I want to dig into this a little bit deeper. Ooh, hogs are for bacon. Yeah, here we go. Um, hogs get slaughtered for bacon. I want to dig into this a little bit deeper because we've been, we've been talking about kind of um, active trade management, um, target taking, different stop methods over the last few weeks. And I even got another email um, this weekend about a trader who was saying, hey, I'm digging into some of Mike Bellafiore stuff. I think he was reading One Good Trade and he was looking at One Good Trade and, and Mike Bellafiore talked about, hey, having a system that is 60% correct with a one to five risk reward. And my opinion on targets have always been this. My response to that trader was, hey, you know, I don't think that should be a requirement, right? 60% and one point in a, in a one to five risk reward, meaning that it would be amazing if we can have a, a trading strategy that is consistently like that, right? Would you guys agree? If we can consistently have a 60% win rate, right? First of all, 60% win, win rate in general would be amazing to have, but a 60% win rate with a one to five risk reward, that would be amazing. 
Unfortunately, that's not going to be always be the reality, at least consistently. And the goal of a trader shouldn't necessarily be to achieve that, right? It should be to take what our strategy or system, whatever you want to call it, takes what it offers. And the problem you run into when you're when you're chasing stuff like that is very similar to my trading buddy when I first got started. He's an amazing options trader now. Um, but he was pretty bad when he started because it was never enough. So he'd have strategies, for example, that were 60% correct, three to one risk reward or one to three risk reward, right? But then he would dump them because everything he read was like, well, I want to get a one to four. I want to get a 70%. So he'd, he would have these amazing strategies, but he would never follow through because it wasn't enough. So the point I'm saying is like, hey, if you find a strategy that meets your personality, if you find a strategy that you like, you're comfortable with, it works with your lifestyle, all that fun stuff, and it happens to be a 50% winner and you have an average of a four to one risk reward, should we throw that strategy away? What do you guys think? Should we dump that strategy because it doesn't meet the, the Mike Bellafiore requirements? Not saying that's, that's not a requirement for Mike Bellafiore, but just using from the example. No, we, we, should, we should keep it. And the expectancy is going to be very good. It's going to be a profitable strategy. And as we evolve as traders, right, and we learn stuff about how to get a little bit better with target taking, how to get a little bit better with stop placement, a little bit better with active trade management, who knows? Maybe you can increase that win rate by 5% just by becoming a little bit better at entry signals. And now you have a 55% system. Maybe you can learn how to, you know, uh, maximum adverse excursion, maximum favorable excursion. Maybe you can learn to reduce your, your, your risk a little bit on average or increase your profit a little bit on average. Now you turn a four to one to five to one. So maybe you could eventually get to that level even if you don't necessarily start there. And, and that's the, the thing that a lot of traders need to realize about trading, right? Your, your, your starting point and your ending point, they're going to be different, right? Again, you look at professional sports players. We can take Tom Brady, for example, right? What was his starting point? Tom Brady was the most unathletic quarterback in the draft. Like they, they laughed at him. That was his starting point as a pro, right? It was good enough to get him to the NFL, but no one ever thought he'd be a starter or a Hall of Famer or the greatest quarterback of all time. But he slowly worked himself into what he is today. Um, and that's the same as traders, right? We don't know where that end's going to be. It can end up in some amazing places. Um, we don't want to think that, hey, just because I have this strategy and it's this for now, like it's going to be that forever. But going back to the original question, um, in general, so I, I am a believer in having I am a believer in having a static target location, right? I, I do believe, and we've had these conversations before, I, I do believe in in making a prediction on where price is likely to go. It doesn't have to be the end-all prediction, but you should be able to make a prediction on where price is going to go. You shouldn't be in a situation, unless you're like a long-term trend is your friend follower, you shouldn't be in a situation where it's like, hey, I'm entering a trade, I'm just going to hold on to it until blah, 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 blah. One, you don't know your risk reward, and, and that can get you into some issues. Two, you have the potential to leave a lot of profit on the table by having the market go to the location in which it probably should be ending at and then reverse without you being involved. Um, with that being said, I'm also not a fan of using a risk reward for target profits, right? So 
you know, if, if we're entering a trade, I don't want to say, hey, I want a two to one on this trade. So I'm just going to put my profit, you know, two times my risk. Right. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make sense to me, because what if two times your risk is, you know, above a, a major level of support or you can do vice versa where you have your target and then I'm going to make my stop loss, you know, half my 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 reward. Well, what if that stop loss doesn't give you a protective level? Right. So I, I'm always in favor of doing analysis first and foremost. Um, but there, there are different ways to do it. And what this email made me think about, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from um, one of my favorite books, Street Smarts, in a little bit. What this, what this question made me think about is kind of how you can blend different things together. You don't have to do it one way. And I'll we'll dig into that a little bit more, but I, I want to read you this a little bit. This is from the book Street Smarts. This is going to be on chapter three, if anyone has the book and wants to read along, titled Money Management. It starts off with a quote. Every gain without showing remorse about missed profits. Um, th- or sorry, take every gain without showing remorse about missed profits because an eel may, may escape sooner than you think. That's from Joseph de la Vega, 1688 in an early manual on trading. It was so long ago, there weren't even titles for stuff, just an early manual on trading. But... Every trading strategy in this manual is absolutely 100% useless without proper money management. We can tell you story after story of very talented traders who blew up because of one or two bad trades. It happened to both of us early in our careers. In our opinion, the overwhelming reason that traders win or lose is not because of their entry method, but because of their money management skills. By money management, we simply mean keeping losses and drawdowns to an absolute minimum while making the most of opportunities for profit. As important as money management is to all investors, it is even more important to short-term traders. Unlike long-term trend followers, short-term traders rarely make a large sum of money on any one trade. Therefore, Unlike the trend follower who tolerates a large drawdown in exchange for the possibility of hitting a home run, the short-term trader must keep his losses to a minimum to ensure his survival. If you keep your losses to a minimum on every trade, you will have an 80% or you will have 80% of the battle won. All the patterns in this book follow the same method of money management that the following principles will ensure you success in any type of short-term trading. There are four principles. One, enter the entire position at once. This means that if you take a trade in multiple contracts, put on the whole position at the same time. Do not add to winning positions. Now, I asked you guys this, and, and, and obviously all of this is for up for debate. None, none of it's the say-all, be-all, but what is the, the the downside of adding to winning positions? And adding to winning positions means that you know you put like a, a half position on, price goes up, whatever pips in your favor, and then you add the second half of your position. What is the risk of doing that, right? Is there a risk of doing that? What would you guys say? We got a few people typing in right now. Hey, Mitchell. 
Hope you got the, the message I put on the board this morning about the trading view deal. Um, doubling the potential losses. Yeah, so what a lot of traders don't realize is this. A lot of traders will add to a position while it's going in their favor, <clears throat> emotional reaction, right? What they don't realize is that every time you add to a position, you're not just adding to your winners. That's what we think inside our head. Oh, I'm just putting more money in for this win. No, you're, you're, you're actually adding more risk, right? Because you're buying in at a more expensive price. So you're adding risk. And in a sense, you are taking away from the potential gains on your initial contract, especially if price doesn't continue to go in your favor. So you wanna be very careful about doing that. If, if anything, you probably wanna to add to your position while it's going against you. That way you average in at a lower price. Um, again, assuming no technical barriers have been broken that show you the trade is, is wrong um, or, or most likely, more likely to fail. Um, George said, Andrew Curry wants to implement that in one of his strategies. Yeah, I remember Andrew Curry, he's working on a long-term, um, not a long-term, but a, a, a trend-following strategy. And we had broken down in the Q&A a few times where it was like, hey, as the market goes down, I just want to add more, add more, add more. And I'm like, well, it's probably going to have the negative effect because you think about it this way. It's um, we'll make a few comparisons. Your <sighs> these long, big trending moves don't happen too often. And the later you get in, the closer you are to the end of that move. It's, it's very similar to kind of the method where it's like, hey, as I'm on a winning streak, I'm going to start trading a bigger position size where we know the, the law of averages. We know everything's going to revert to the mean eventually. As you're on a winning streak, you're getting closer to your next losing streak, right? People don't want to believe that, but it's absolutely true, right? As you have a handful of winners in a row, eventually you will revert to the mean, right? So you're trading more, risking more as you're getting closer to the time that you're more likely to lose, right? So it, it kind of has the opposite effect than what we may think. Emotionally, it makes perfect sense, right? This thing's running. I want to get as much as I can out of it. But we know that emotions kill a lot of traders. Number two, place an initial protective stop on the entire position, one or two ticks. And again, you can take that part for what it's worth, but one or two ticks below the most recent high or low. The market should not come back to this defined support resistance level or risk point. Um, the exact timing to exit a trade is a subjective matter. What is not subjective is the initial protective stop. And basically he's saying, put a stop loss on right away. Don't worry about the one or two ticks. It, it, this one says, you know, get it above or below structure. But put, I think we can all agree with that, right? When you're in a trade, put a stop loss on. Number one, you can, you can make some debate. Number two, I think 100 out of 100, well, no, I shouldn't say that. 100 out of 100 traders should agree. Put a stop loss on, right? Number three, immediately look to scale out of your trade as the market moves in your direction. And this is kind of kind of similar to Jason's topic. Jason's was more like the, 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 the act of trailing, but it was basically put yourself in a position where you can, you can make profit um, as quickly as possible. Immediately look to scale out of your trade as the market moves in your direction. By taking some of the trade off, you are decreasing your risk and locking in your profits. If you are trading on a one contract basis, as you should if you are a beginner, <laughs> I love how they put that in there, move your resting stop to protect any gain. So I like, I like that one as well. Um, because again, as a beginner, 
just trade one in, one out. It's the simplest way. You're not going to get confused or overwhelmed with money management. You're not going to make rookie mistakes where you, you, you know, typically your thing kind of saves your position size or you enter, you take off too much or add too more. And now you're in the direction, you're, you're in a trade going the opposite direction and you're confused. So take one in and one out. But yeah, it says immediately look to basically lock, lock in profits or it'll actually take profit or reduce risk. And I think that's a good rule as well. The word immediately is gonna be subjective. You know, that should be rules-based in my opinion. But I think the general premise that we all agree with is like, you know, the number one rule should be to reduce risk. Obviously rules-based when we have a chance to, but how can we reduce risk and or take profit as quickly as possible once the market shows us that our prediction is right? Number four, important. If the market starts to move parabolically or has a range expansion move, take profits on the entire position. This is very likely a climax. And then underneath it says a range expansion move is a very large trading bar caused by the last of the market's participants, the emotional latecomers, as we, we spoke about the last few weeks about kind of price action psychology. Um, the last of the market's participants, the emotional latecomers, piling into the market when this last group of traders has entered there is nobody left to come in to continue to drive prices up or down now that may be confusing to you guys this is kind of like i don't know if you guys i don't think i've ever used the word climax in here um it, it's it is a technical term in many books if you read anything by adam grimes you'll, you'll hear like climax and stuff like that but imagine like the last hurrah, the last really big super candle that shoots up before like you get like those three bar reversals. Can you guys picture that? Like you got a trending move and it's that last really, really big candle usually comes into the structure and then you get like a rejection candle and, and blah, blah, blah. Essentially, that is the last hurrah. The last bit of buyers, for example, are in the market. And then after that, it's it's done. So that is kind of more of a an active and active use so i think those are four solid rules for risk management and what i want to do here is i want to dig in more to those rules and, and, and talk about how we can potentially use them together which i think will be pretty cool so once again if you want to join us for the q a session you can do so as part of your premium membership over at tier one trading.com and if you're new to us and you want to kind of feel us out first which i certainly recommend get started with the 14-day risk-free trial membership it gets you on the platform for 14 days you can download software download download software talk with the community check out some courses and it's all risk-free meaning there's no auto bill or anything like that once your 14 days are up your membership is simply canceled and that's it. 